Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today, we've got two guests. They're a couple, uh, and I've, I've been stalking you on, on your YouTube channel. And they describe themselves as an interracial, interable couple with a 17-year age gap. He is a sports pundit, a TV presenter, and a Paralympic medalist, and a children's author. And she is a flipping amazing singer. Um, it is Ade Adepatan and his wife, Linda Adepatan. Hello! Hello. And we've also got a special guest because Bola is with us. Yes, yeah, Bola. Baby, baby Bola. Man like Bola's here. He's he trying is. to take over. Yeah, he wants to be the star of the show. He loves the cameras and the action. <laughs> but it's funny because he can't hear me, so all he can hear is you two talking, which is quite nice. Yeah. I don't know, I think your voice is very soothing, so I yeah. think you'd probably like to hear it. Yeah, we, we might we might record your voice and just use it yeah, to get into sleep. Yeah, can you sing Hush Little Baby yeah, for us? That's, just, that's the one. I tell you what, whoever sings that Hush Little Baby or does the uh, instrumental version is making dough from us. They're making bank, because we're, we're putting that on like 20 times. times. No, I think it's 20 it's times probably a day. more like 20. I, I'm yeah. constantly saying, like, whenever I'm stressed, Alexa, put on Hush Little Baby. Quick. Oh, no, it's just going to turn set off. Oh, everybody's alive. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's that thing, I think it's, and also as a parent, you don't care how many times you've heard it. Yeah. You just, if it works. it's fine. If it works, it works. Do you know the, I, the, do you know the great one now is when we, when we drive in somewhere and, and Bola's in the back of the car and he gets stressed out, we put, I, I go, yeah, I put on Hush Little Baby or Linda puts it on in the car and we turn it up quite loud and we forget we've got the windows open and we pull up by some traffic lights and we've just got us with Hush Little Baby blaring out the car. So now I said to Linda, we just got to go with it. So we start nodding our heads like, yeah, this is, this is a bad tune. Whoa, Hush Little Baby. I mean, it's when he's not in the car and you're still singing to it. That's, that's the that is the problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh how different were your upbringings? Because 
Linda, you were brought up, brought up in Scotland, right? Yeah, I was. I, th- I think we were pretty much polar opposites, I would have said. Would you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of Different opposite. eras, different, I mean, yeah. We're, we're opposites in pretty much everything. Yeah. I was in London, East London, you're, you're up in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I think the only thing that's probably the same is that our parents are both Christian. Like, and yeah. Definitely. Do you know what's really fascinating is that, it's fascinating, but it's, it's also really cool, is just even though our backgrounds are very different in the way that we grew up and stuff, our parents get on so well and you know our families I, I think really connect and, and I think it's just because we probably share similar values yeah I think that's the um truth. and and it really uh, it, it was just so nice the first day Bonner just burped no he's <laughs> yeah, just making burped. happy noises <laughs> uh, but but what, what was so nice is when when so our families first connected I think the first time they connected was uh, when I got tickets for the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Of, 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 the, of, the, of the Paralympics. I was working, presenting with, with Claire at the Paralympics, but I got tickets for Linda, my mum, my aunt, your, your mum. Yeah. Was, was your dad? dad yeah, was your dad, dad was still here as well. And Anna Moyle, my sister. And I was, kind, I was working, so I was totally focused on that. But I did, there was something in my mind thinking, how are they going to get on? How are they going to get on? But it sounded like yeah. you guys got on really, really well. But yeah, I had probably quite a privileged background in, compared to, in comparison to what you had growing up. Yeah, it's different. You know, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, and, you know, our circumstances changed because of my disability. Um, You know, uh, because I I had disability, my parents decided to bring us to the UK or myself to the UK first because they knew life would be much better for us here. And I guess one of the things that happens a lot that people don't kind of realise when uh, you move to another country as an immigrant or whatever, you become the minority, is there's a bit of a doubt of downward mobility. So my parents were middle class in Nigeria. You know, they were yeah. both professionals. They were teachers. They both trained really hard. My dad was um, on his way to being a head teacher. But, you know, it's the 70s. Uh, things were different then. Uh, it was a lot tougher if you were black, if you came from a different country uh, to try and get a job and to make your way. So my parents struggled. It was really, really tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of slightly different to you. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you two meet? At the National Television Awards. Oh, swanky. Uh, 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 an after party that I'd gate crashed. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I kind of gate crashed it as well because... Um, the security guards didn't chase you. Did they chase you, Linda? <laughs> well, I, I don't think they noticed me. I was in a group of people. <laughs> and, and yeah, they kind of, they like, they definitely clocked that we weren't supposed to be there and kind of moved towards us as we were dashing in but it was one of those you just walk through as confidently as possible and and hope that they don't clock that you're one of the people that's not meant to be there yeah well I I wasn't meant to be there as well because my agent he had the ticket but he didn't want to go so he gave me the ticket um so I went and I was on a bit of a downer because I'd been trying to buy at my first house and I'd uh, got rejected for a mortgage so I was I was feeling pretty uh-huh. down and they told me to to get they said I'll oh, come to the national tv awards and have a few drinks and you'll yeah and drown you know forget sorrows. yeah drown, drown your sorrows I, I I took that too far uh, as sometimes <laughs> I can do and I got really like um I, I enjoyed the champagne too much I, I remember I fell down the stairs because I was I was coming down the stairs in my chair, and which I can do when I'm sober. It scares people a lot. But um, when I'm drunk, I think I can do it and, and I, I can't. So I piled down the stairs and nearly took out Dermot O'Leary's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Not even yeah. Dermot O'Leary himself, but his parents. That's yeah. worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, it, was, it was crazy. But then once I recovered and, you, you know, you, when you do that thing, when you when you fall over, I mean, when I fall out my chair, it's the same thing. You, you style it out. And try yeah. and pretend like, yeah, I meant to do that. I meant to fall down that flight of stairs. <laughs> you know, that's that's how we roll. It's rock and roll. Anyway, I got back into the chair and I was um, pushing around slightly dazed. Then 
Then I saw, uh, just sitting by herself, this beautiful ray of light with the most amazing smile. And I made a beeline uh, to, <laughs> to, to Linda and we, and we just started chatting and, and, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just really nice. It was just really cool conversation. And, and she just had this incredible aura about her. And I, I, I kind of thought, yeah, I, I want to know more. I want to hang out more with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and at what point do you reckon, so obviously you went on to get married. At what point did you start actually talking about a family? Did, did you talk about that early on in your relationship? Because you've been together almost 12 years now. I think right? it's 11 years this year. Yeah, be Although you, there's a chance you could be more accurate than us. <laughs> no, we started in 2010, I think. We've right. got baby brain, baby yeah, we brain. Totally do. <laughs> Apparently, that never leaves us. By the way, Uh-oh. it's here for life. Yeah, Uh-oh. all facts. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, we 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 got together probably about six months after that. After mm. after meeting, within a year, we kind of knew that we were serious. But I don't think I really had imagined that we would be having a baby. It's still even now. It still feels surreal. You know yeah. that 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 we have a baby. I I, I remember when, one when we found out that Linda was pregnant, just how just mind blowing that was for me, and then also leaving the hospital with a baby. That was yeah. just it's just just so weird. It's yeah. just so crazy. Like now we're on our own with this precious thing. Yeah. Well, was there a point when you two, you know, decided, you know what, now is actually the time, let's start trying, or was it a case of let's just see what happens? Yeah, so um, I was going to say last year, but, like, you know, COVID has turned that last year into two years or something. Yeah, Yeah, so it was the year before that. Kind of, well, you'd had a bit of a rough year with, you'd lost a lot of people. Addy had lost a lot of friends, and, you know, it was becoming really clear to us that, you can't control life because we'd been at a point where we'd we'd always kind of wanted my career to be a little bit further along than it was um and there was definitely a fear for me of like whether I could have a career or a baby type of thing and I know we're in 2021 now and it should kind of be gone but like the music industry I couldn't see many of examples of people who had had um who'd had a baby and then gone on to have a successful career. Like, most of the people that you see in the music industry that are successful with a baby, they were successful before they had a baby. Yeah. So there was that fear in in both of us, I think. And then just, yeah, it hit us that you don't have control over over your life. Like, whether we could even have a baby. We'd had, had a lot of friends that were struggling. And so we thought we'd better start trying. And, yeah. But Addy had gone to, where did you go? You, he'd gone somewhere that they had Zika virus. So we had to hold off. Linda touched upon it a little bit, but I'd, I'd lost quite a few friends. Um, Linda had lost her father as well. And it was that sense of, because you, you have this plan in your mind of this perfect timeline of life you get married you know Linda's career takes off my career takes off then we have a baby and everything's all 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 rosy but um I lost a friend suddenly out the blue perfectly healthy and I'd lost two friends the year before to cancer and then also uh, someone who I worked with I was away filming um and I remember him saying to me that him and his wife were trying to have a baby. And he said it had turned into this mission. He said, like, sex was no longer fun anymore. It was yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of like um, timings and when it, when it was right and, and all that. And they'd been trying for so long. And I suddenly started hearing other friends who were, it, or not just friends, but other people who were taking a long time and struggling to conceive. And I just thought, well, maybe we're being a bit naive. Maybe we're just taking this all for granted and, and we should just... Yeah, you spend so many years trying not to get pregnant, yeah. don't yeah. you? Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Until you start trying, you actually don't know mm-hmm. if you're able to get pregnant. You yeah. have absolutely yeah. no idea. Yeah. But yeah. We, we had been considering adoption and I, w- I was considering adoption before having a biological child. Um, but yeah, it was that feeling that we just kind of instantly realised that we wanted... We wanted it now, I guess. We wanted to try, yeah. but also we just wanted to have that 
that legacy, I suppose. Well, the other thing is you could never, you, you can always get into that trap where you, because it will never be a perfect time. You know, you'll never, your career will never be at that place where you're like, oh yeah, this is it. Uh, let, yeah. It's time, baby time, you know? Yeah. So so you just kind of thought of it. And, and also when I think about losing my, my friends, I kind of thought, oh, it, it made me think, and this is going to sound a little bit morbid, but it made me think, you know, if something was to happen to either of us, yeah. we'd have nothing to share that was... Our love would be gone. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I just suddenly thought, you know, it'd be, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. stop messing about. Oh, let's about. try it. Please. Yeah, let, oh, let's try it. And um, as Linda said, I was, uh, I was off to the Solomon Islands to film the first episode of my climate change series. And I, was, I spoke to the, uh, to, to the BBC doctor and she said, uh, by the way, if you're planning on having a baby or, or anything like that, I think I'll hold off for a couple of months, for four months, because they have Zika out there. <sighs> and so I was like, oh, blooming hell. So that yeah. was something that threw a spanner in the works. Um, and we were going to hold on for my birthday as well. I was 30 last year. We were going to have a big party and then... And then we thought, right, let's get the alcohol out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then coronavirus came and it was kind of like, well... Yeah, coronavirus came and we watched everything that was on Netflix. So we thought, yeah, let's, let's, make, some, <laughs> let's make some babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Netflix no, sure. and chill. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were actually allowed to go with the go-ahead, 30th birthday of the way, Zika virus, no longer a risk, did it all happen quite quickly? Yeah, I'm not a very patient person. So, and I was really scared of that, having the tests and not being pregnant when we were trying and stuff like that. So I took it quite seriously. <laughs> we were both on the like, what is it? The Vitabiotics um, yeah. conception pills. And like, I stopped caffeine, I stopped drinking. Oh, I was like, gosh. you know, I want to get lucky first time. Linda was serious, you know. She was like, if she had flow charts and 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 all sorts yeah, of stuff. I, I had the app. I, I like checked when I was ovulating and everything. But it's like, it's I like, can remember before we started trying. Tom was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have all the sex," and I was a bit like, "Yep, on these days." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. We were. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's private, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of I'm still a virgin, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this about you, Linda. I have seen yeah. this on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Your yeah. mum is so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, it, 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 it was funny because um, when you, you had the pregnancy test okay. thing and yeah, the, yeah, that thing. And I went off for a push because um, I was doing like some fitness around the park and Linda was going to, going to check to see whether it tested and I remember pushing around the park just so nervous I do like like two or three miles well around. because I'd, I'd bled the day before so right. we, we'd been trying and then I, I, I was like oh, I think my period's come and then the bleeding didn't continue the following day so I was like oh and I googled it and they said that the bleeding could actually be a sign of pregnancy and I was yeah. like oh my goodness this could be it this could be it and then yeah, I couldn't I couldn't hold back. I took the test and then I I called him and I was like, Oh, am I gonna tell him now? And then I thought, No, 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 I need to film this reaction. This is like a moment for the rest of our lives. So I, I just said, You need to come back now. <laughs> like, and I, I, I was like, on for the fastest time ever. <laughs> That's what they need to do at like all the Olympic games, the Paralympics. Yeah, just to say your partners test. at home, they've got some news for you. Race. <laughs> yeah, pace. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I came back in and, yeah, Linda showed me the, uh, the, the, the tab where it said, it said pregnant. And, oh, it was just the most... Oh, it felt like this fountain of euphoria, relief, amazement, wonderment, just happiness and joy. And it was also during this really strange period yeah. of COVID. Um, we were all in lockdown. I'd, I'd had COVID as well. And then to just suddenly have this news, it was incredible. Absolutely Honestly, incredible. the clip that you guys shared where literally you're screaming and then those tears and the <laughs> laughter. Like, I, I feel like those who have been through that 
that it's just that it's literally everything is in that sound that you created and it just brought back so many memories of times where I've kind of gone oh my god this is it do you, do you know what I like about that is it's, it was a sound there was no words or anything like that I was just like high-pitched squealing <laughs> I was so embarrassed you know what I got a fright I'd never heard that sound from Addie before and I just like that was actually when the fear set in for me. Like, I really? Was ha- I was happy, but then I was like, okay, this is real now. And I was like, <laughs> how do I keep this baby alive? That was like, instantly, I was like, <gasps> yeah. oh my goodness, here we go. Yeah, that, that, that was the other thing as well. You kind of... Well, it makes it, it so is, real. Is it 11 weeks? 12 weeks. 12 weeks. So we, we, we felt we couldn't tell anybody about it until that point. And it was also, suddenly you feel... We've got to try and keep this thing alive. We've got to keep this thing yeah. safe. And once we get past the 12 week barrier, then there was a, it felt like there was all these markers, these yeah. points that you had to get through to know that everything was safe. And also because we couldn't go into hospital for checkups yeah. um, because everything was so yeah. different. It, I, when I, you had a scare at 11 weeks as well, didn't you? Yeah, we had a big scare and uh, I don't know, like, uh, it still makes me emotional thinking of it. It was just, I think I just, I felt it was, we were so lucky and all of that. And I just felt like something was going to go wrong. I just, I don't know why, but I just was really, really scared. And um, I think possibly like just before we conceived Bala, there, somebody that I knew, their daughter had had a stillborn. And that was my ultimate fear, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of was sitting with me the most of the pregnancy, probably until the third trimester. It was, I think, by the third trimester, like I started relaxing at last. Like, but yeah, it was. I felt just really tense and scared, and I wanted everything to be okay, and just wasn't. Well, because of everything that it was going be. on as well, you had to go in. Yeah. For, for, to after that scare, you had to go in and have that checkup on your own as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which must have been really scary for you. It also. Was- Addie sitting in the car. Well, do you, do you know the, the, the frustration? We thought maybe they might make an exception because potentially we could lose the baby, yeah. you know, and maybe they would make an exception and let, allow us to be together. So I went in um, and um, got turned away. But what really frustrated me, and I had to keep a proper, like, straight face, is... After I'd gone in uh, and got sent away and then Linda went in on her own and I'm like really just shaking and upset. Then one of the staff members asked me if I could, if they could have my autograph and a picture. And I was just like, <sighs> oh, no, 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 yeah, so no. I can't sit my, with my wife right now, but you can get close and take a photo with me. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it, it yeah, was. There's it was, a time and a place in yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. quite frustrating. I mean, I know they didn't mean be, mean bad about or any harm from it, but it was just not the right time. No. And that period sitting in the car, waiting to hear from Linda was just excruciating because I was just I was worried for her I was also worried about uh, Bola and I yeah it was it was it was horrible it was horrible I think what kind of summed it up though was like both of us so we're faced they I don't know if they allowed us or I just insisted that I would (laughs) FaceTime him for for the whole thing and was it that she showed me something I don't know but Addy saw it on the camera and was like is that our baby and you could see the woman thinking, well, whose baby do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was still looking at it, not like smiling, because I was like, OK, I can see a baby, but how do I know it's alive? Yeah. And, and she again, she was like, I, eventually I said, well, why is it bouncing like that? Because I thought it was floppy. And I was like, Does that, is that a bad thing? And she was like, that's the sign of a healthy baby. It's jumping around. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we were just, we really, I guess, were preparing for the worst at that moment. So it was... Yeah, yeah. It was euphoric all over again. And and there's so much about childbirth and pregnancy that you don't get told and that that, that you don't know about and you sort of have to learn on the hoof. And and, and it's weird because you you almost feel a little bit silly and naive because I think the lady 
um, it, who, who you saw when and when she did the scan to check up the baby. I think she was kind of probably thinking, oh. But she must do it a hundred times yeah, a day. Yeah, she's, she's like, what, what are these guys worried about? I mean, all, all these histrionics and stuff. A little part of you feels, uh, were we a little bit foolish there? Um, but I, I don't know. But also, I don't think so at all, because, Linda, you had been bleeding. Yeah. The, the, um, the, is it 111 that you'd phoned? Yeah. And they had said, you know, they'd warned you that it could be a miscarriage, that because you were almost yeah. 12 weeks, it would, you know, it would be a very difficult miscarriage. Exactly. Essentially, at that stage, you are giving birth to, to you know, exactly. uh, to, to your baby. Uh, so I think with all those things in your head as something that could be the outcome of this visit... Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter how many times she, how many people she's seen that day, or how many yeah. people she's scanned. To yeah. you guys, that scan represented all your hopes and dreams for yeah. your future. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right. But when you're in it, mm. you, 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 it's it's hard to even to think clearly. You yeah. Know? And 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 also, it's in the height of COVID. Yeah. So normally, in a period like that. You know, Linda's mum would be with us. My mum would be with us. So, you know, I'd have my yeah. brothers and sisters. We'd, we'd be able to see these people and talk to these people and, you know, have that sort of support. But it was just us. It felt yeah. like it was just us. Yeah. And even even then, it was kind of like we weren't allowed to be together. So Yeah. Yeah. What it was... was it like when you met at the car afterwards? It was like, I think you were laughing and we were just, we were just in total amazement because I, I remember you saying like he's going to be a basketballer or something he was bouncing around so much and <laughs> we just couldn't believe it I was like could you see how much he was moving and Addy was yeah. like oh my goodness he, he was in the scan the baby was he was moving so much I I didn't I don't know what my mindset maybe is like oh he's just uh, chilling on a mobile yeah. phone in the, in the in the womb or something I didn't think the baby would move so much no. and then I think we were like let's go and get an ice cream and yes. then of course it was like like, oh, yeah, everywhere's shut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was nowhere to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Let's see if we've got a tub at home. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, how did you tell all your friends and family and what were their reactions? Because obviously you couldn't go anywhere and see people. Yeah. So what was that? What was that like? Was it like, a, I imagine it was like a little beacon of hope and love throughout a very difficult time. I think so. I think everyone was overjoyed because of that. Like it was the the best news most people had had in in several months. So yeah, yeah we were cheering everyone up, and it was really nice. I mean, your mum was she she didn't believe I us. She was in disbelief. She just didn't believe us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you told you, you had to tell her like two or three times, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we we got her. So she was the first person. Well, that we planned to tell. I think we might have sneakily told somebody else first. But um, we had... I bought, like, a sewing thing for her. She's an incredible um, sewer. And um, it was, like, this warm, snug, bunny sleeping bag for, for Bola. And um, that was our way of telling her. So and I hadn't realised that it was coming from Germany. And so it took forever and no. so we were just waiting every day. I was like, Mom, have you had a delivery yet? <laughs> and then eventually she opened it and we had her on FaceTime and she opened it and she looked at it and she was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Who am I making it for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm pregnant. And she was like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, really. She was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, she, she just couldn't believe it. And then my mum... So we went to... That, she couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah. We got her like a, um, a chalkboard thing that said, um, my first grandchild will be born in... And then it had a countdown on it. So it was like 27 weeks, I think, at that point, And we'd drawn the 27. And she just is such a grateful person anyway. So <laughs> we just handed her a present. She was like, thank you so much. And I, she opened it. She was like, oh, thank you so much. And she put it down. Yeah, my and we're like, have you read it? Yeah, I think, I think my mum was probably thinking... <laughs> What is this? What, what what is this bizarre prison? Uh, but she just she but she was nice it so about it. Went, My first grandchild will be born in twenty seven, and and everyone else like because we were, we had we had the whole family there, and everyone else just started cheering straight away. And then she just the pe- you could see the penny drop. I'm so glad we were filming all this stuff because yeah, then, good memories. And and the thing is, my mum 
my mum has been waiting for a grandchild for, for oh, probably yeah. about 20 years. You know, this is... <laughs> yeah, you know, this, long, I mean, closer to 30, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the, from the moment she thought it was possible for me to conceive, she's like, come on, ah, where's my next grandchild? Ah, where is it? Where is it? To say she was over the moon is just is an understatement. And um, when Bola was born, it's just like, when we first took Bola to meet her, Yeah. my mum just... Took Bola from the. She, she just grabbed him. Here's like, my grandchild. And, and she just like took him. Let's and, go. Yeah, and she was off. See you later, Mum. Yeah, and dad. I've, never, I've never seen her so fleet of foot. You know, yeah, she she could have she could have out sprinted Usain Bolt. And he was Bola. a heavy baby. Yeah. So Linda, what was your pregnancy like after your scare? How did the rest of it go? So the rest was. It was, I think, pretty good in comparison to a lot of the pregnancies that I've heard. Um, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but but I did in the final trimester. I remember people would ask me, are you enjoying this? And I was like, well, why would I enjoy absolute exhaustion, feeling nauseous, like, and getting heavier and heavier, having sore back, feeling heartburn, all that stuff. I was like, why did... I, I was so confused about how anyone pregnant could enjoy it until that kind of, you know, till you start feeling the kicks Um, and until someone, you know, you have the scan and it says everything's okay. Um, Mm. And yeah, just as it got closer and closer, I just got more and more excited rather than, like everyone said I would be in pain in that third trimester carrying this big heavy lump around, I guess. Um, But I managed to miss the waddling stage somehow. And yeah, it, it actually just felt really good towards the end. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Addy, what was it like seeing Linda's body change? And for like, I know for Tom, he was con- like continuously going, you know, how do you feel? Because it's something that you can see, but you you don't, you're not aware of what's going on in there and, and those feelings. It was lovely actually, and it was just um, just watching this belly grow, and and I I really enjoyed listening to Bola or sticking my ear to Linda's belly and you know rubbing her tummy, and I think she just. You just handled it so well. I you think know? I was just lucky. No, you, you you did. You handled it so well, and you were just like you were so thinking of Bola all the time. And yeah, I'd never seen you. Well, I have seen you focused, but it was just like in a, in a different way that that focus and it, it just, just made yeah. Me... I think in some ways I felt more relaxed because you know I'd been so focused on my career and stuff. I was like, I got to make this happen. I got to make that happen. And then it was permission just to to focus on, on the being that was growing inside me. It, it felt like a really important job in itself. Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing, that and, side of it. And re- Linda researches everything. She was constantly like, if we're going to get a pram, we're going to get a pram that works for Addy, you know, that Addy's going to be able to push as well. If we're going to get a sling to carry the baby, we've got to find something that works for, for you. And everything you're looking at, it was always looking. I mean, it might sound like I was thinking of you. Maybe I was being selfish and just <laughs> wanting you to take the burden, you know. <laughs> so like, that you weren't the only one pushing the pram. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was always that research, and it was always you know just thinking, well, how's it going to work for Addy in a wheelchair? Yeah. Um, and I never think about myself in that way. I just I'm so used to Maybe. accepting that this world is not built for me and just mm. making do and she gets more angry 
about it than I do, you know. She's like, no, it's not right. It's got, this has got to work. This has got to happen. And you've got to be able to push your baby and you've got to be able to take him around. And, and it just made, I was just thought, that's so nice. That's but so I guess cool. the thing is, like, for you, in life, you, you've managed to adapt your life so that it works for you. But then this is a whole new thing coming in that yeah. you have to learn. Like, you don't, I guess, for me and Linda, we see... Like we see in a very clear way how we are meant to do carry out our parenting duties. But for you, it's another. And I know you would have to do that all the time throughout life with all your traveling and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But you're having to assess those roles and adapt them and see how you can how you can make them work. You know, you're right with that. And I think it's something that um, I've just taken on board naturally from years of experience. Yeah. But. One of my biggest fears was always, could I be a good father in all the ways that an able-bodied person would be a, a good father? Would, it, would my child enjoy playing sports with me because I can't play football standing up? Or would I be able to go for walks in the park with Boiler? Or if, if Linda isn't here, you know, how would I cope with him on my own and I was always really worried and each day I I kind of pushed myself the first time I went out with the with the ergo sling on my own with with Bola I was I I I probably didn't tell you but I was really really nervous about it don't worry I could tell really nervous (laughs) you know well I was I was thinking what if I fall out of my wheelchair you know what if starts screaming and and people start looking at me and thinking that I, I, I'm not fit to look after a baby. All of that mad judgment that I'd managed to not worry about uh, over the years because it was about me suddenly came back to me. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it, it's definitely been an adventure and it's been a, a learning curve. Um, and it's, it's kind of almost starting again for me um in terms of my emotions and 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 how i worry about people perceiving me being a father you know and i think the fear maybe i don't know whether it's just me but i I think the fear for a lot of disabled parents is you know that will be judged by able-bodied parents as not being capable of looking Mm. after our children from my own experience i've got to say that whenever i went out with a newborn I also had that fear. And I wonder if that's something that's a universal thing that most parents just don't talk about, that fear of my baby will cry, mm. I won't be able to soothe them, yeah. um, or I'll have to pull out a dummy, which for me was all before get, having a baby, I was like, I'm not going to use a dummy. And then I had yeah. a baby and I was like, I need a dummy. Yeah. You know, I, I'll have to pull out those tricks and then people would judge me for them. And I, and I think actually that's such a, a huge part of the conversation anyway, because we feel like we're being judged before we even step out the door. Yeah. And I wonder how that, you know, that, 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 that is a thing that already exists. So when you're then in a wheelchair as well, I, you know, I think, I wonder if you would have felt those things anyway, had yeah. you not been in a wheelchair, but it's just magnified even more. And, and, and for you, that focus is, because I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a really, really good point. You know, um, I've got used to people staring at me anyway, and then I guess now we have a baby. It's mm. it's staring for different reasons. Yeah, and 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 so I think you're a grown man with a teddy bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, the, that's because the first time I went out with Bola in in the sling, he was wearing this teddy bear outfit which we'd been given as a present and um, went to the local news agent and the lady in the news agent who sees me all the time when I came in she was like oh how cute you've got a teddy bear and I was like ah uh, uh, no and then and then Bola stirred and then she realized it was a baby and she she screamed she went oh it's a baby oh my god it's a baby uh, and, and and I was like how could you, why, why would you think? That's my son. Yeah, it's my son. Yeah. Why, why on earth would I be going out in the streets a, a as a grown man in a sling. with a teddy bear in a sling yeah. holding it and cradling it? And she said, well, you don't know. People these days, they, they're, they're into all sorts of things. <laughs> but she wasn't the only one that said that. Yeah. She was like, 
you, really? you would have thought, oh, yeah, just one strange person. No, <laughs> no, no. When I was pushing through the park, uh, there was another uh, uh, two, two ladies on a, uh, on a park bench. Went, oh, so sweet. Did you see that guy in a wheelchair with a teddy bear on his lap? <laughs> and you heard him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how quiet people think they talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also the fact that, you know, sometimes people pull faces and I look and they go, go past me and I think, you do realise you're pulling this strangest face ever when you're looking at me, yeah. you know, but they don't, they don't realise it. But, you, you know, you are right. I, I, I digress and go off in all these different directions, but you are right. I think every new parent probably has that hang up. You know, am I mm. going to be good enough? Am I going to be judged? And, you know, that is that is the fear that the, the, to be in a supermarket with a screaming baby and yeah. to have hundreds of eyes looking at you, judging you whether, and, ask, and, and questioning whether you're a good parent. <laughs> Do you feel like that feeling has got less for you? Like, like yeah. as you've like as you have done through life, you know, you you've you've kind of you've already navigated so much of it and I would imagine what other people think isn't even a, a thing in your head when it comes to parenting there's like there's this new element of that and how and how, yeah I, I wonder how has it has it has it but I, yeah has it has it have those voices in your head got quieter I think they're easier definitely when I'm out with Linda Right. Um, but I haven't been out with Bola that much on my own. And when I go out with Bola on my own, I reckon they'll come back a little bit. But I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I, I'll, I'll work it out in my mind. And, and also every time I manage to do something with Bola on my own, I just come back and sort of give myself a little internal high five. I'm like, yeah. yes, I did it. I did yeah. It. You know, that time when I had to take Bola for his checkup, Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to get him in the car into the baby seat on my own and then get my chair into the car, take him to the hospital, and then get him out of the baby seat, get him into the sling and then push into upper the ramp. upper yes. ramp into the GPs. Um, and so, yeah, all, all of those that that time was like I was really quite worried and, and thinking, oh, you know, I don't want to mess up here. I don't, I don't want to fall out of my chair. I don't want to drop the baby, all of that. And that, of course, none of that's going to happen. It's just in, in, in your head. Um, and when I did it, I was like so, 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 so chuffed. I felt like I was on, on cloud nine. And, and what the, the other thing that happened is whilst he was having a checkup, he then peed all over the nurse, um, <laughs> which meant that I then had to change his nappy. And I changed his nappy in the surgery uh, and I felt even more proud of myself because we've yeah. got reuse we've got reusable nappies so they're slightly more complicated yeah. so so doing all of that and I think the nurse was quite impressed so I went out there thinking yeah you the daddy <laughs> I love that especially when you've had fears of, you know what are you going to be able to do what aren't you going to be able to do and actually just doing it you're doing it yeah yeah it's it's about being put when you're put in those situations you deal with it and I'm like kind of get over yourself you know it's not about me it's about Bolle you know so yeah yeah, just get over it yeah so guys talk to me about the birth the big birth how (laughs) was that Uh, he he arrived early didn't he yeah it was a bit of a surprise (laughs) I don't know what I I just thought like I just was so we both assumed he was going to be late like I was late and we're always late. Yeah. So we're just like, <laughs> of humans, course Bala's going to be late. Like, of course he is. Yeah. And, and I'm impatient. I just thought, of course, like, we're going to be left waiting until, like, 42 weeks and I'm going to be dying to get him out of there. And then all of a sudden, I think it was 38 weeks and I was like, are these contractions? What is this? And, and Linda being Linda, right, <laughs> on the day that she, she, she gets the contraction, so we've been... Linda had decided to do this uh, video where we... Time-lapse thing, It's a yeah. time-lapse thing where we... You would see it on our YouTube channel where um, we spin the camera around and, and each... And, and you document each week of having a baby or every... The bump growing. Yeah, yeah. or oh, the bump growing. And Linda wanted to get the 38 weeks 
um, and to do this because it's a time lapse and because the camera spins is going, around. spins That's around, it sees everything in the house. So we have every time before we do this, we have to do a clean. mass clear, yeah. clear up <laughs> yeah. because it sees everything. And Linda's in, she's she, she's literally about to go into labour, you know, and she's like, we have to tidy this house up. So we tidy the house up. She's getting contractions um, and she's trying to set up the camera, trying to get the phone and everything ready. And we finally do this spinny video. And then then suddenly it all happens, you know, within like a couple of hours. We're, we're off to the hospital, aren't we? Yeah, we were... So I was having contractions throughout all of that. Throughout all... It started in the morning. I wasn't sure of what it was until lunchtime. And by that point, you know, it's lunchtime. I'm thinking, great, I'll have the baby by the evening. You know, this, yeah. is, this is perfect. But I didn't, my waters didn't break until about 2 a.m. So you'd had a full day of contractions. And then we went to the hospital. And Ebola came at 6.36 a.m. But... Um, it, it was a nice experience because we... Well, no, no, in terms of... I know, sorry, I, I feel really bad. It's a nice experience, you know, because, like, like, um... like, I know, I know what it's like. No, and I, 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 I take it back. It was... He's woken up. Uh, Even Bola's shocked at that. What, what, we were, what we were worried about was that um, you would have to, you'd end up going into the hospital, and we. You know had... what it was was I'd had um, a strep B test the week before, um, and I did have strep B. Um, right. I was carrying strep B, and they told us if my waters broke before I went into labour, that I would have to have give birth in the labor ward and I was hoping for the whole uh, birth center with the water yeah. bath uh, water birth and everything like that so um yeah we were quite nervous and we thought and if if you did have to go into the labor ward it would might have been complicated with me coming in so I wouldn't have been we'd with, never seen it because yeah, of covid yeah right. we'd never seen the labor ward but by the time we got there, the nurse just said, you know what, we're not taking you to any labour ward, you're having a baby here in the birth centre. And, and so, so... They put the drip in me. Yeah, they put the drip in, and I was able to stay with Linda um, whilst she went through the contractions in the bath. And then I, we thought they were going to kick me out after that, but I didn't get kicked out after that. I, that I was able to stay the night. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to be with Linda that was the main worry that I was not going to be allowed to be with her and and you know go through that experience and share uh, our, 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 the, the birth together that was a big fear for me because you know I, I'd always been scared of labor I mm. you know everyone talks about it and it's like it's a necessary thing that you have to go through but I just I wasn't somebody that felt that my body was made for this. I was like, my body is not made for this and I don't know how it's going to happen. And the one thing that I thought would get me through was having Addie there. I was like, I know if Addie's by my side, I can do this. And so, yeah, there was a definite fear of him potentially not being there. Especially because he, he wasn't allowed to any of the appointments and stuff, and we had to well, fight for a lot of that. Well, that's something that changed so much throughout the year as well. All mm -hmm. the different, and with each different trust being able exactly. to do what. Exactly. Yeah. That I was a bit upset about that because there was a point where I realised if I'd chosen a different hospital at the beginning, because even that whole thing of when you find out you're pregnant, it's like, oh, well, what do you do now? You, you know all about the pregnancy test, but what yeah. happens next? Mm -hmm. So I, I called my GP and I said, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant. I didn't even get to speak to a GP. It was just a receptionist. And they said, oh, you just self-refer, choose which hospital you want. I was like, well, how do I choose which hospital I want? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just go and check them all out, especially in COVID times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was two that we were choosing between. And if I'd chosen another one, Addie could have come to all the scans. And that would have been so amazing because Addie just completely missed out on seeing those. And, and for him, you know, as much as he talks about, you know, talking to the bump. Hello. Um, he, I don't think it was real in the same way for him as it was for me until Bola was born because I, I could tell the moment that Bola came the fear set in for Addy it was like oh my goodness what do we do is he breathing is he breathing why is he breathing like this you know whereas I had nine months of like nurturing this thing in my tummy yeah. and and when he came out I was like oh my goodness you're alive and you're well and yeah. we really have been this lucky I need to stop stop worrying now 
It's it's all good now. That that moment when I can still see it clearly now, the moment where he, he finally comes out and then the nurse takes him out of the, the water and puts him on your lap. And then you've got these big eyes staring up at us. Yeah, um, I didn't expect to see his eyes straight yeah, away, you yeah. know. He, he was just he was looking at us and it was just like, oh my days. He's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is just this is just amazing. And we were just both in love straight away. You know, and he had so much hair. He had so much <laughs> hair as well. And yeah. yeah. It's the strangest feeling feeling a baby's hair under the water. It's like, what? <laughs> what is this furball? <laughs> In fact, I can remember so watching um, watching your birth story, and Linda, you're literally like, "What has happened? What just <laughs> happened?" Yeah. And Addy, you're literally like, "I'm just so happy." <laughs> <laughs> Again, that that emotion coming out of you, just pouring out. Yeah, I think our, our voices went up like a hundred pitches. <laughs> like it was like nothing else. It is the most incredible feeling. It's like everything, every sort of emotion that you have all coming together you know the emotion of euphoria the happiness but um also relief as well that we finally got there and and that you know linda's okay and and the baby's okay all of that was just just pouring out and then also probably emotion of what's to come the journey yeah Well, and we're we're similar to you. So we were together a decade before having our first child. And and there is that, you know, you know each other so well, but there is just this shift that happens, I think, when you go through something that massive. Yeah, it is, it is. It was just... And then you're right. I did suddenly... This fear and realisation hit me that we've got this precious little being... And it's yeah. our responsibility and we've got to keep it alive. I think there was a sort of a little sense of um, relief that we got to spend a day. Was it a day and a half? In yeah, the, in so the... because, because of the strep B, he had to be monitored for yeah at least 24 hours. Yeah, so I think we were there for almost two days in the hospital. So we had people constantly checking up on us mm. and teaching us, you know, teaching us how to swaddle. I mean, swaddling, swaddling the baby. I mean, that I would never have done that, first of all, yeah. because, I mean, that looked like some sort of punishment, <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> the way they swaddled them up. And then, you know, teaching you how to change the nappies and, and because there was always stuff that would happen and you think, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You know, breastfeeding as well, you know, that was, that was tough as well. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was all really, really quite um, scary and a little bit overwhelming. And then when we were sleeping in the birth centre, the, the noises that would come out of the cot. Like, how, 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 like, I was like, is he going to make it through the night? Yeah. Is he going to make it? <laughs> well, they cot? say, like, sleeping like a baby. Babies do not sleep soundly they at do all. Not. They do not. And they do this this thing where they breathe really, really fast. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't breathe at all. And then they stop breathing at all. That I was, I was, so intermittent breathing. You'd be sleeping and then there'll be a period where they're making noises and you're like, oh my God, is he going to survive? And then, and then you're like, he stops breathing and you're like, ah, oh, that's good. And then you're like, oh, is he dead? Is he dead? Do you know what I mean? He's not breathed at all. It's just, it is it's such a roller coaster. And then, and then when, and when they release you, I'm saying release you, but when, we, when we're allowed to go home, you, you then suddenly think, right, we're on our own now. Yeah. Well, and it feels like, I don't think it matters how long you've been in hospital. It feels like you've been in there for weeks, months, yeah. years, yeah. Mm-hmm. because there has that, you, your life has changed. So when you step outside, the world looks new. different. Yeah. yeah. Everything's like doing it for the first time again, Yeah, which I, I love. I think that's given me a whole new energy of like, oh, it's the first time we've gone out to the park or it's the first time we've done this. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, because you're experiencing it with a new baby, with yeah. someone new in your family. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to so many things. You know, we went on a road trip with Bola up to Scotland and that was that was amazing normally the drive up to Scotland can be a bit of a a, a schlep but this time with with a baby it was just a different experience and we, you know we're going to go on holiday uh with Bola we're going to have our first Christmas you know yeah. that I mean that's just he loves lights 
I can't wait for him to see the Christmas tree. He's absolutely fixated by any sort of lights. You know, when he sees the Christmas tree, he's going to go bonkers. And he'll be almost one by that point as well, won't he? So he'll really be engaged with it. Yeah, yeah. So how much has your life changed in the last six months? Entirely. (laughs) I think so. I mean, mine has. I don't know how... Mine has definitely changed entirely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 almost like you've got a new set of eyes on and uh, and and a different layer, different of, purpose. Yeah, different layer. Yeah, different purpose. Definitely. I certainly know the first time. So because of COVID, uh, I haven't been working the normal hours or travelling as much as mm. I would have, which has been great because it meant I spent the first four months pretty much every day of of the first four months of Bola's life with him. And then when I uh, went off to do my first sort of filming day, I felt really sad. And I felt really like, oh, no, I'm not going to be with them. What am I going to miss? You know, and now it's a lot harder. I mean, it was tough leaving for long periods before, but I think it's going to be even harder. And it has felt even harder to leave. Um, because I want to be with with these two, you know, hanging out and having a laugh, even if he does keep us up all night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I always think when either of us need to go away, at least we get a good night's sleep. That's the only only blessing, I think. Yeah. Well, actually, and then you do feel a bit like you again. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's amazing how much better I feel when I've had a good night's sleep compared to, like, just things can get so out of perspective when you've been sleep deprived. Like, Yeah. Um, if you could write a letter on parenthood, who would it be to and what would you say? I think I'd write it to my dad. Like, I would, I would love to just let him know how it's going um, and thank him for everything that he did for us, that, that he taught me and how, um, how I'm going to instill that in Bala, hopefully. Uh yeah, I, I, I would do the same, right? It, it'd be to my dad and it would be, you know, one to tell him that we named his grandson after him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and two, you know, to say, look, we're doing okay. And this is, you know, thank you because you gave me this opportunity. Yeah, and thanks for looking after our mums as well, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Made it, po- made it possible for them to do what they did for us, you know. Yeah. I think... Yeah, not that, that not that that would help anybody sending them the letters, but it would feel good to to let them know. Yeah, yeah. We end every episode with you finishing three sentences. So the first one is being a mum or dad means. So being a mum means never peeing alone. <laughs> <laughs> being a dad means. Oh, feeling a lot of love every day. I know it sounds soppy, but I I, I do, you know. I, I I look at these two and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Since having children, I... Since having children, I... I understand all the parents that came before it, you know, all the, all the parents that, like, post a hundred photos of their children on Instagram and stuff, and you're like, geez, do you not do anything anymore other than your child? Or, or that feeling, you know, you know how... It's all these clichés that you hear. I didn't believe them until it happened. So, you know, that the, the conversation about, you know, you'll, no, you'll never feel a love like it. Mm. I, I really... I just thought it was something that people said. I wasn't really expecting it. And the love that I feel for Bola, like, it grows every day. And it's really taken me by surprise. And the amount of happiness it's brought me. I mean, this is a very long-winded answer to a simple sentence, but... It's more of a paragraph, Linda, I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> hey, I've got the mum brain. I'm warbling. That's Don't what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I just... Those clichés are all true. Yeah. Um, what would I say? Uh, what, what was the sentence again? <laughs> since having cho- since having children, I since having children, I I didn't think it was possible, but I I feel more excited and more passionate about life than ever. And I'm happy when 
I'm happiest when he laughs. There's nothing. It's so magic. It's more than any. Like those smiles are like coffee. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Listen. I'm. I can't. I can't beat that because the other day he chuckled. Baby giggles are the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm happiest when my baby giggles. It's. It's. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, Linda, I think that possibly was my favourite quote. His laughs are like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Which just goes to show as well how much we need it in our lives. Uh, except from when I drink it, he goes mad. <laughs> she, she, had, she had coffee the other day and he, he, he was like Mo Farah running around the house. It was <laughs> wild. It was insane. Wild. Well, guys, thank you so, so, so much. It's been so lovely to talk to you both. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We've really Let's enjoyed chat. it. Yeah. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.